Why do I take photographs? It's a very simple question. But it's quite a complicated answer, really. Um, quite profound. It strips everything down to the bare bones of why I carry a camera. Um, and it's also an interesting question to ask yourself about why you take photographs, why you enjoy taking pictures. I think people have a variety of reasons, uh, quite probably quite a diverse set of reasons. It could be, you know, that they enjoy capturing events or friends, taking portraits of friends, etc., etc. They like uh, pushing themselves creatively or just documenting places, uh, which is really why I do it. So there, I've, I've kind of answered my own question quite quite quickly. But I think there's more to it than that. I think you can probably come up with one single reason, but I think there's actually quite a few reasons why we do these things. Now, the reason why I started thinking about it was 10 years ago or more, I was at a family wedding and one of the bridesmaids noticed me taking photographs and she asked me, she was only six, she was only little, but had that wonderful um, way that kids, little children often do of, they don't get boxed in by things, they'll just come out with a question and it's not that it's a stupid question because often uh children's questions aren't stupid sometimes they can be incredibly complicated to answer sometimes and this is i think one of those cases but she she just came out and said you know why do you take photographs and i'd never really thought about it before up until that point i'd gone through uh, art college technical college and university and we were always studying other people but never sort of like looked back at ourselves and the reasons why we were taking these images. Why did we pick up a camera? Why did we want to produce these images? Um, and I think really it strips everything down, it strips photography down to its bare bones and maybe reveals a bit about yourself. So hopefully with this bonus podcast, which I'm going to try and keep under 10 minutes, I'm going to try and deal with this question as best as I can. I'm not going to say that it's going to be a definitive answer because I don't think it will be. But I'll have a bash. And it's also an interesting question to ask yourself. So have a think about it. But anyway, I got asked this question and I, at the time I couldn't actually answer the little lasses. Um, very, very good question about why I was taking photos. I think I just came out with some excuse about how I was trying to capture the event. But I think it started me thinking more about my processes, about why I was taking pictures and the reasons. And there's quite a variety. I don't think there's just one. Um, but I do think, to a certain extent, I like the idea of documenting the world around me focusing in on places, maybe seeing things that other people choose not to see or notice. And uh, probably a really good example of that was in the Norfolk project where I noticed that there was memorials all the way along the clifftop. Uh, the clifftop at Hunstanton has uh, quite a long walk. You can park your car up and walk all the way down into the town. 
all along the cliff top. But all the way along were um, sort of like little signs of where someone had obviously died and uh, family or friends had put a little memorial there. It could have been a cuddly toy or some flowers. Uh, sometimes there was even like a little plaque there just saying, um, I remember one, it was to Richie. No second names, it was just the first name uh, with some cuddly toys. The photos are in the Norfolk uh, Project Gallery. So I, I just sort of sat down on one of the benches and just watched people as they went by for about 45 minutes, an hour. And most people were not acknowledging, or if they were, it was just they weren't stopping to have a look. They were just, oh, look at that, and then just going on with their day. But I thought, it actually, it says quite a lot about, you know, a place... Because, of course, you when you think of somewhere like a, a holiday destination, you don't think of it... Uh, you always think that it's going to be happy memories for people. Because, you know, holidays, family holidays, people uh, thinking back to when they used to go there as kids. And you don't really think of a place as having a totally different meaning for somebody else that isn't happy, that isn't jovial, that isn't a good memory. It's just somewhere that they remember that their loved one spent their last moments on Earth. So that's really why I, what I liked about some of those photographs from uh, the Norfolk Project at Hunstanton. It was taking a look there and realising that there was something a little bit deeper there that was in plain sight, but a lot of people didn't want to see or didn't want to delve in a bit a bit further and the terrifying thing was was um there seemed to be more and more m memorials i mean i s remember i'm sure the first one that i can certainly remember will be about 1998 but it seemed that you know as I went back up to about 2011 um there was seem to be you know more and more and th these memorials were looked after incredibly well they were uh, some of them were maintained beautifully uh, and they were just very sad so it it's just a, a case of trying to see some things that other people possibly don't or just saying you know i see it this way i mean another good one that isn't quite as sinister is there's a photograph in the norfolk project of the sea defense walls at sheringham and they're they're very large and i mean they're made out of concrete but they're very large and empowering they almost look like you know defenses that you know the rommel would have put in for you know the atlantic world during world war Two. Um, to, uh, you know, try and defeat the uh, D-Day landings. And, yeah, they, they were quite ominous in a way, uh, the way that they would hover over. They're not very nice to look at, considering that it's a, a, a holiday destination. Again, it's somewhere where people will go and have their, their holidays. But these places require them to, to exist, so it's a bit of a trade-off. And a lot of people tend to just sort of ignore them i remember 
One of my lecturers at university used to talk about non-places. Non-places were these places that we use but we don't really see. Bus stations and um, railway stations and places like that, these are places where we just sort of use but we don't really acknowledge totally. Uh, we're just sort of like passing through and that was pretty... It seemed like, you know, those defences were almost a non-installation in a way. They were there, but people chose to ignore them because they had other things. I want to get down to the beach or I want to swim in the sea. So we will just, even though, you know, when you consider the amount of things that are built out of concrete that have been knocked down because they're an eyesore over the years, um, some people would probably say, oh, they're... they're terrible can't we do better than this arguably in later years uh sheringham did uh add murals to the side which did improve things there was some nice pictures and things some of the pictures actually are in uh sea sky sand and street images gallery um and i really like really like that idea but yeah i think what i'm trying to do just to uh, close up before the 10 minutes is up is I think really now I'm trying to document things. A few years ago I was a bit more gung-ho about the power of photography and how it could influence and things. I think that is right still, but I, I think that photography, like a lot of media, like music and cinema, is moving at such a speed now with our fast social media lives that it's sometimes difficult to focus in and enjoy an image and read an image as well as we used to be able to so i don't know things are changing anyway that is it for this podcast i'll keep it under 10 minutes so i'll see you next time